for Kofi. Kofi, and he cut it back. Kofi to Tigers! Can you believe it? Russell King! That ball goes to Kenny Miller. Ball down to Miller! Welcome back to All Caps 1974. We're going to be breaking down all things White Caps and MLS happening uh, in the past week, starting with this uh, Sunday's game against uh, Sporting Kansas City, the 1 0 loss to SKC at home. The home row woes continue for the White Caps. And yet, somehow, the White Caps find themselves still in the Supporter Shield race. Yeah. Um,. Their I, I just what their home goal differential yeah is tied for the worst of the playoff teams yeah with Orlando oh that's embarrassing so I, I I tweeted about it during the game on Sunday and I repeated myself here there is a huge difference between being a good team and having lots of points agreed and the Whitecaps showed you on Sunday. That they have lots of points. And yeah. that they, right now, are a mediocre team. Yeah. The mediocre to good teams can step up in big games and get results, which we've seen the Whitecaps yeah. do against the likes of L.A. and um, L.A. was a very good performance. You know, but... But what we saw on the road there, they got three wins on the road. Yeah. One against New York, one against New England both of which were not necessarily that good of nope. a performance. Both of them were kind of lackluster. They almost fell apart at the end. The only player playing good enough and, and really keeping the team in it was David Osted, yep. particularly in New York. Um, and uh, the Whitecaps managed to come away with uh, you know three points from both of those games. But the they also dropped... Three points to They've dropped Colorado, and yeah. they dropped three points to Montreal. Both teams that they should be expected to take the game to. Each yeah, time. they they should not be dropping points to either of those teams. Um, and and the thing is, on the one hand, good teams sometimes win games they shouldn't, which the Whitecaps I feel like have done this year. We have done that this year. But yeah. how many games have they won? Where you actually look at it and go, yeah, they definitely deserve that win tonight. One, you know, one, maybe two. Yeah. Um, you know, the LA one comes to mind. There was another yeah. one well, shortly actually, sorry, after both, that. Both, um, both games against LA, the both, one at home and the one in LA. Yeah, that's it. Those two, they so deserve I would, to win. I would say the two LA games, and that's all I can really think of off the top of my head, where they went in and you went, yeah full value for the win they looked like the better team that night yeah and it's i mean it's constantly been uh, you know what I, sorry i i would also say despite the allowing new york back into the game with that late goal i would say the game against new york red bulls too they like they looked like the better team in that game uh i disagree they went down or they went up uh, you know new york lost a man in the 10th minute and it wasn't and Took the game to the Whitecaps for the majority of the second half. Yeah, okay, sorry. Both of those sorry, games, I actually, should say New England and I, and uh, New York. They did. The come Whitecaps out. played up a man. Yeah, and they were not in they control were, of that game. They were flat in the second games. half, but I yeah. thought I thought they were the better team in the first half, and I thought they were the better team for enough of the second half to say like, you you earned the win. It wasn't a perfect performance, but you earned the win. Ah, uh, see, I think they had one good play in the second half, which was the the counterattack to get Keon's his goal. And, and, and other than that, I think the second half really fell apart. But we're not, whatever. Anyways, the P- Kansas point, City point game. They're not winning. They're not winning well. They're not winning well. They're not winning at home. And those are two things that you need to do if you want to win a championship. Um, well, and in MLS, especially, especially you need to win you need games to win at home. home. So, uh, the transfer window's open, and they need to make moves. And it sounds like they're not going to. Yes. Uh, uh, they, uh, Carl Robinson said that he's going to 
look at some players, and if it's a fit now, they'll take it, and if not, they'll wait till here's till January here's or whenever. Mid-season signings have not gone well for the Whitecaps, and no, they um, occasionally go well for other teams in the league. It's it's kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Um. And so, understandably, they're a little gun shy on pulling the trigger mid-season. Um. But sometimes you just gotta go for it. You you do, and I don't think you need to look at players that are just a short-term fix. No, you can look you at need, long-term guys. You need to look at long-term guys, but you also need to look at guys that are going to be able to have an impact. Um, and you need to do that at the expense of players that aren't having an impact. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and there are quite a few players right now that I feel are not having. Yeah, some of those players who are not having a the greatest impact. I feel like. Well. Uh, Let's go to who like who who do you have in mind? Eric Cortado is Eric Cortado is number one. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Um Nicholas Mosquito is number two. Yeah. I as much as it pains me to say it, I would agree with that. Those uh yeah. Uh, there's a reason why they're not playing that much. Um now, when, when they do play, they are more or less ineffectual. Um now that being said, I I think Eric Hurtado for sure is expendable. Expendable. I think if you send Nico out mid season, you may mess with team chemistry a little bit. I I, I don't. Th- he's he's a dressing room guy, and he's been on the the pitch enough and played. He's played. He's not he's even played really that much of a dressing room guy though. Like, is he? No, like he's well liked around the team. Yeah. He's. You don't. But you don't just dump those guys midseason. I I don't think it's as as dire a situation as as you seem to think. Like I I I, I, I didn't say it was dire. I just well, said no. But I mean, like I, if you dump you know, him, it's not going to destroy no, team no, morale. No, I didn't say it's going to destroy team morale. But you just sometimes you don't mess with team chemistry midseason with certain certain players that are maybe more involved than others. Yeah. Yeah, I I get the I impression guys, he's a pretty pretty well liked, pretty involved with the team kind of guy. And see, and I don't I don't get that. I don't know where you're getting that from. Like, I mean, well liked maybe, but I feel like there's no one on the team that's not a well liked guy. You know, like uh, like as as much as as you know, you hate to say it, like he, he's a guy that has shown some talent and. Just I don't know. He hasn't brought it consistently, and I think whether or not it's going to mess with the dressing room, it's going to mess with the dressing room as much as if if you were going to dump Mauro or if you were going to dump Kakuda or if you were going to drop. No, I. Well, yeah, you're you're going with core guys here, though. I'm talking to, and he you know, he has been involved in the 18 enough as well, and and been yeah. kind of the core 18. He's been in the 18, but he has hardly gotten on the field and that to me also says something that there's just something that's holding Robinson back from turning to him and saying like this is the guy that's going to get our team back into the game when we need them. When we need them to do that. And I mean, we talked about that at the beginning of the season like why yeah. isn't he playing Mosquito? Mosquito's always on the bench. We talked about that in the Toronto game. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying don't – I'm saying not necessarily mid-season with a guy that's been in the 18 all year. I I don't know. I think if you can get someone that's going to come in and make an impact, you got to do it. Yeah, but but I'm saying selling him now, like you're not not trading in the league, right? Like you're not – you but, could, but, you could be, but you're, it doesn't happen very often, and it's unlikely to happen. No, but it can happen. Yeah, and if you can get returns on him, I say do it. I don't think you're going to get much return on him within the league. Getting value within the league is oh, a okay. Tough thing well, to that's do. a different issue then. That's a completely different issue is whether or not no, you're no, going to get I'm, something. Well, here's from here's or not. here's here's the thing. I th- I think Eric Hurtado is completely expendable. Like you can just ship him off and I think he's yeah. I think he's actually got more value in the league than Mesquita because he is one he's, American he's a draft player. He's a draft player, he's American. 
Um, so he doesn't count it as an international slot. Mesquite is an international slot, right? Yep. So y- you have some extra things there that give him more value within the league. And he's been less involved this year than Mesquita in 18. I, I think he's an easier player to get rid of. I, I think you don't want to send too many guys out during the summer transfer window. But I think if you are going to send one out, I, I'm just, I'm yeah. in general against sending guys out midseason like that. But what I'm saying is, if there's a market for it, Eric Hurtado's a guy you could send out that yeah. has value at well, this point I, in the year. I think they're... I just get I get the feeling that he's the one they're looking at. Um, that Hurtado is. Yeah, Hurtado. Like there was the rumors that popped up a while ago that they were looking at shipping him off somewhere for a center back. Yep. Um, well, the thing is, we're not using him often. Although, uh, if he all of a sudden gets a run of games here, maybe it's to try and showcase him, get a little more value. That that could be that could be why they're doing it. Um, it's not working if no. that's what they're trying to do because he hasn't played well. Well, part um, part of that is guys out with the Gold Cup, too. I mean, you've had... Uh, it is. It is, definitely. You've had Maddox and Tiber both out of lineup, so... Yeah. Uh, those are two core players that are, um, I think, probably going to come back in and, and, and start taking... I think Maddox is going to get some minutes coming back. He, he didn't score in Gold Cup, but, man, did he look lively at times. He did. Like did, you, did you see his red card? I did not see the red card. Okay, I, I t- missed that I game. tweeted it. It's on my... I don't know if I put it on the podcast feed. It's on my personal feed. Take a look at it, uh, you and anyone else listening. I can't see anything in it. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. Which yeah. could be. It could be both. It could be wrong and you're crazy. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It, um, it was weird. Anyway, so he's out of the next Gold Cup game. Um, I don't know who Jamaica faces in the next round. And wow, I just watched it. I don't know what they're calling. Right? He he just kind of right. Like legitimately, I the okay. I'm not crazy. Where, even if there was contact there, he just kind of ran clean onto the ball. Yeah, the other guy kind of the other guy kind of ran into him. They they were both like good tackle. It wasn't even really a tackle. It wasn't even really a tackle. It was kind of a. 50, 50, 60, 40 ball. Okay, and see, I would say yeah. 60 for Maddox as opposed to the other guy. You know, see, I'm not crazy. Nope, that is a weird card. Um, Conca Cap referees. Yeah. It's one for the Hall of Fame right there. There we go. In any case, um, yeah, I, do, I, I don't know if we see anyone going out except maybe Hurtado because there have been rumors throughout the year of him yeah. being shipped off. Um, um, coming in, I don't think we see anyone just because the. Who do we? What do we need though? We need. I don't know. A center back would be a nice, but I don't. Nice. But I don't know that it's critical given that Tim Parker looks like he's capable of filling in on at least a semi-regular basis. Uh, Pamoduka yeah. seems Although, less prone to dumb mistakes. To be fair, the goal was entirely preventable. Um, both him and Ka were caught ball watching on that. Waston. Or sorry, yeah, Waston. Yeah. Both him and Waston were, were caught ball watching on that fair enough. On that goal. Um yeah. I I mean it's only his fourth game. Yeah. Is he gonna get better? Hopefully. Hopefully. You would assume yes. Based on uh, where his play is at now, I I would say like would, he seems yeah. like he's a smart enough player that he's gonna keep learning. So yep. uh, it's one of the problems is that you don't have a necessarily an incredibly experienced center back next to him to learn from. No. Uh, it w- it is, would be... Waston is good. Yep. Um, and I, I think I this is I don't where... think he's as good as they're touting him to be. Uh, Sorry, know, Waston? Waston. You know, Robinson saying, oh, if he had Diego Rodriguez's feet, he'd be playing in the English Premier League. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a good. He's a good center back. Yeah, low low level English Premier League though. Bottom yeah. half. I I would agree with that. The guy is the guy's big. He reads the play well. He's good in the air. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's he's, he's been a bit sloppy this year. A little bit sloppy. 
but he also doesn't have Andy O'Brien yelling at him anymore, right? That's the other thing. And so there's so there, and this is something we talked about at the beginning of the year yep. is there's still not enough veteran presence on this exactly. Team. And Bob Lenarduzzi exactly. again has now there's another article I'm reading Bob Lenarduzzi talking about wanting to be like Ajax or Leon and known for developing players, which you know, and being competitive along the way, which you're you're reading to what you want, competitive but not actually going to win trophies because we're just busy developing players for other teams. Yep, that's another day, another discussion. No, let's talk about. We, it right well, now. before we get, sorry, that's for later. For the moment, my my point is, if you're going to develop those players, you got to have some veterans to work with the kids. Exactly, and we don't have enough of that. Otherwise, you're um, going to end up like the Edmonton Oilers, where you got a bunch of really, really good prospects who just grow up losing. Grow up losing, and you create a losing culture. And I don't think we're creating a losing culture. They are creating a a winning culture, but it it feels like a bit of a fluke winning culture. Yeah, like I want to. They've tripped into it. Somewhat. Yeah, um, because well, backwards. Like, they're winning because there is tons of talent. But it's not as organized as it could be, yeah, and exactly. it's not as consistent as it could be. And I know he says, you know, it's the young guys are going to be inconsistencies, but there's no veterans. Yeah. Now, in your opinion, would the last four games have gone different if Morales had been in midfield? Uh, Mor- yes, Morales. Mm, no, not particularly okay um, see i yeah i would tend to agree with that i like morales is never that good on the road um yeah. the only thing maybe is if he you know hit some beautiful pass late in the game and you know stole one like yeah which it, which mean, does happen from do, time to time he hasn't been able to take the great game by the scruff of the neck this year yeah and do whatever he wants no, and I don't. I don't know if that's teams figuring him out or if he's just lost some of his mojo. Um, well, I mean, it's a little bit, a little DeVos bit due to injury. Well, you know, here, right? I think I think it's a combination of factors. There's the niggling injuries. Yep. I think there's the fact that it's his second year in the league. Guys have started to figure him out a little bit. Uh, three. I guess we're on point three here. DeVos touched on this a little bit. Guys deferring to him a little bit too much. Right. Um, and then. To be quite honest, I I sometimes and you've questioned it, and I agree with you. Sometimes is the the structure of the game the Whitecaps play is too predictable, a little bit, yeah, yeah, like it's too it's, direct. It's the same thing over and over again. Like get the ball to him and have him try and spray it over the top to someone, and it's like kind of one trick pony in the four two three one. Yeah, and that's the other problem I have. Is uh, like is Darren Maddox at a point now where he's too good to be riding the bench until the seventy fifth, eightieth minute? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Again, agreed. I, Are has we, it has his finishing been where it needs to be all the time this year? No, no. No. Do I think he needs to be on the field? Do I think he needs to be on the field more? Yes. Yes. Has he gotten Has he gotten the chances this year though? To, like a few. A few. He's got a few runouts, like, but I feel like a lot of his performances, he just doesn't touch the ball. Yeah, at least at least when he plays striker, and and when he plays winger, he does not, really well, right? But and not to his discredit, like it's not like he's not showing for the ball; it's just it's not coming. And to be fair, like part of Rivera's slump, part of it is his play, part of it is the fact that we're just not doing a good enough job of getting him the ball. Yeah, I think it's the it's it's the uh, the structure's not working the the problem with the strikers in Vancouver are not finishing it's partly due to chances and you know not taking your chances but a part of it is we're not we're generating chances but a lot of our chances i feel like are long range chances yeah we're not generating enough inside the, inside 18. the 18 yeah we're not putting enough players into the 18 and we're not doing a good enough job of getting the ball to strikers inside the 18 yeah See, I I've actually one of the players who I've actually enjoyed watching the last few games, and there have been very few of them, because I feel like as a team, not a lot of players have been playing up to their full potential. But Mara Rosales, yeah, when he plays in the middle of the field, has He's been fun a to watch. joy to watch. And let's let him play there and stick more Morales on the wing. I'd like I gotta wonder if that maybe needs to happen. Um. It would sure change the dyna- dynamic. It, it would. The problem is, who do you sacrifice, Tachera or Mane? It depends on who you're playing. 
fair enough. Um, because Kakuta Mane has actually l- looked pretty He's good. He's looked like a starter over this run. He has. He, uh, but, but that Tichera, being said... Tichera turned it on this last game, yep. actually. Um, it was, Here, it was here's the thing. The, really, really, really I, fun to watch. He had a really good free kick, too. I, f- I figured out my answer. In In my mind, you... For now, you sacrifice Mane and for now. You need a few more games at it because Tachera's on loan. He is, yeah. We need to find out what we have and whether he's worth retaining. Yep. And and for that, in the short term, you give him a run of games. Now, long term, we want to yep. develop Mane, get him to a super high level and sell him off and make a buttload of money. Yep. But that being said, he's he's been inconsistent. And, you know, pulling him out for a couple of games and playing him as a sub again is probably not going to hurt that. I I I still want to see him as a starter for a lot of the season, but I think, you know, at least over the stretch here you have to make sure you're getting to Chera some games to see what we have. Yeah. Um and like I said, yes, he, he turned it on last game, put in a really good shift, hit a really really good well-struck free kick. Um you a know, little, a little too central, but yeah. uh Looked go looked with a four four two, and you don't necessarily need to sacrifice him. Um, yes, you do, because you do not pl- want to play anyone other than Lava. Yeah, I guess that's true. In the middle, yeah, uh, and I honestly between Gershon Kofi and Darren Maddox, having a choice between one of those on. On the field, I'm going with Darren Maddox. Yeah, and and going with a four four two diamond or even a flat. Yeah, four four two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Matthias Laba. Too I bet we don't have I a think fast prefers to play by himself as well. Who? Laba. Laba. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I to be honest though, I I think we saw the four four two diamond before. I I think he does look better w- with two than in with one there, but we I think really he might prefer it. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about this season? No, last year. Oh yeah, last year we have. It looked better when we had two defensive midfielders, but I yeah, you know I you don't know. I really, you got I less just, pushing forward I did, then. I just want to so. s- I just want to see a tandem strike team. It it opens up the game a lot more. It spreads the back line. Thinner, yeah, or you know the the at the least uh, at home, play it at home. Yes, give us some offense, and and like I know well, here's the other thing, like, for it, but you've been losing and losing, and you know losing. barely winning, and and barely winning. Is Carl Robinson unwilling to adapt? It sure looks that way. Uh, yeah, like, I, you know, you, <laughs> sometimes you need to. He seems to be like there are a lot of good things he does as a manager. You know, he seems to have a good eye for talent. He's brought in some good young players. Um, you know, he's he's a good communicator by all accounts. But maybe he needs to be more adaptable. I yeah, I think absolutely. And I mean, maybe look at it at a at a, you know, game by game basis depending on who you're playing, you can change your formation if you need a more defensive approach to the game. Yep. Because you're playing the likes of an LA where they have a lot of firepower. Then you go with go with your four two three one. Yeah, if you're playing a team Colorado like Colorado, where you can open them up and expose their weaknesses, you know Colorado, San Jose, those kind of teams, you know Montreal Impact. Maybe then you go to a four four two. Yep. You have one less player in the midfield, but you open up options up front. Morales now has two choices as to where he wants to put the ball. Two, maybe three, maybe four choices depending on how many players are getting forward. As opposed to one. Yeah. Well, and, and lump the it over the top it's, to it's Rivero or pass it to the left and let Mane it's run it. It's one. Everyone. It's Rivero and guys are starting to figure him out. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the other game plan is kick it over to the left there and let Mane run at everyone. Yeah. And Which, he, I mean, works from time to time. It does. And then Cause he's he gets into fast. the box and... No one else does. That's we don't put enough players into the box, and I don't understand why. Which is another thing that a four four two 
would create. All of a sudden, you have two bodies to pass to instead of one. Maybe if you're this is this is the problem with playing with two defensive midfielders and neither of them pushing up into the box. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Just, that is one. Yeah. So I mean, maybe you sacrifice Gershon Kofi, you keep the formation the same, and you just stick Pedro Morales deep. You let him run forward, and then you also make him run back. Yep. But I don't think that's the best option. But no. what do I know? Uh, all right. Uh, since we are let's sticking with the transfer window thing. Well, we were we were talking about the. You do you want to go then with the uh, team desiring to be just a development tool as opposed to? We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, we have three players on loan right now. Okay. Cr- Christian Tachera. Yep. You buy or you sell? Depends on the money for me. Um, I'm leaning towards buy. Yep. But it's going to come down to dollars and cents and how he looks down the stretch. I like what he brings. Okay. But I'm leaning towards buy. I am also leaning towards buy on this one. I think uh, the, I mean, throwing dollars and cents aside, can he help the team? I'm assu- you know, we're assuming that they're not going to buy him for an outrageous price. I like so how he goes. He goes hard after the ball. He does. He goes hard after loose balls in the box. And he, yeah, he finds himself in good position yeah. to do that. So, yeah, I think right now... Right now, I'm, I'm because I feel I feel, I feel yeah. like there is more we can get out of him. Yeah, no, um, I think once he's he's gonna settle in more, and I uh, I like what he brings. Davy Flores, buy or sell? <sighs> to me, he is a s- or I mean, it's not sell, right? It's uh, no, but I mean, uh, yeah, buy yeah. or not buy. Okay, uh, right guess. now for me, he is a no. It's more for you. Do you buy him or do you sell him? Yeah, sell. Um, okay. with with a caveat that there have been rumors of the Whitecaps selling people on this year. If one of them happens to be Matias Laba, he's a buy for me. If he yeah. if, if Laba stays, he's a sell. Yeah, I think I think sell. I think don't don't get me wrong. I think he's got upside. He does. But, ha- he does have some upside. But he has I think a lot of raw talent. Yep. Um, but I feel like it's. Yeah, he's kind of superfluous at he, the moment. He kind of brings because if he kind of brings what Gersh does, but maybe a little more versatile because he can play the wing. Yeah. Um. But but he's younger, and I don't think he'll stay. As Gersh is pretty committed to staying here. Yeah. Um. For, by all accounts, it sounds like he said um, he said he wanted to finish his career here. Yeah. A couple months ago. So, so. you know, if Gersh is really, although Gersh isn't as you know. Uh, yeah, I I like Gersh. Um not maybe not as versatile as Davey could potentially be. Yeah. But we've got wingers with lots of talent and lots of potential. Yeah. Um it's it's kind of a it's maybe too much of a good thing, right? You well, know? yeah, for me he's a sell. We have better defensive midfielders and we have better wingers. Uh is there a lot of raw talent there? Yes. Could we develop him into something good? Yes. Do yeah. we need to? No. no. Is it worth the time and effort that it would take to do that? No. No. So yeah, for me, that's for me. Yeah. I would say okay. Sell. Don't buy. Whatever. Yeah. Um. And uh, Diego Rodriguez, buy or sell? Uh, unfortunately for me, right now he would be. He would be a sell with the caveat that I would like to I would like to get him on loan again. Like I would like to renegotiate hmm. the loan okay. rather than a purchase. Yeah. Um the little bit we've seen him, I mean he didn't play great in his last outing, but again coming off injury in with a bunch of guys in mid-season form. He looked good in that first in his debut. I I yep. want to see what he has. He's shown enough that I'm curious, and the injury thing is unfortunate. Um, but if I think he can shake the injuries, 
I would like to renegotiate the loan with him, but if that can't be done, he would be a sell. Yeah, I'm going to go buy. Really? Yeah, because um, I don't think that we're going to see Ka here next year. Nope. We have Christian Dean and... Um, I think Dean's probably out next year. That other guy, Tim Parker, both of whom are very similar. Yep. Um, and I think that uh, Rodriguez is probably more of a starter. I mean, assuming that he's healthy. Yep. I think he's more of a starter than Tim Parker, Tim Parker is yep. at the moment. Um, and he complements Waston in a bit of a different way, uh, a way that I would actually prefer more so than Tim Parker. He's a little bit better with the ball at his feet, um, but still has that size and presence in the air. Um, here, So I, I think he's worth it to buy for, you know, you have him for another season. If not, if you if you, you can, can buy him and get him on, him on a one year deal, yeah. But for me, for me, the reason I'm thinking sell is is this: if I can't, if I can't re get him on the loan, I haven't seen enough that I'm convinced that he is going to be. While while I would like to see more of him, and while I'm intrigued, you know, if if it's a situation where I have to buy, and that's the only way to get him back. I'd rather go out and look for someone maybe a little more veteran to partner with Waston and Tim Parker in the middle. Yeah, who uh, that, that could be a good option. You know, you're not going to replace Andy O'Brien necessarily, but to find someone, yeah, like there's no guarantees you can find someone like that. So in, in that case, you know, sure, go buy Diego. Yeah, but if you can, you know, scour through your networks and try and find someone... You know yeah. that can be that's a little more veteran. Be a calming presence on the back line can teach um, to continue working with Waston and and working with Tim Parker and Christian Dean. Um, you know, then yeah, could then be. I think you. Could, could be. I think that might be the better route to pursue. Yeah, might be. I I've liked what I've seen from him so far this year. I, and so don't, get, don't I, get me wrong. There's I like enough, him. There's enough there that I would say if you know. Yeah. If he's good to go, then let's play him. Yeah, no, I like him. I just, uh, for me, it's a practicality thing there. We've already got a, a number of young center backs. Um, and while Waston isn't exactly incredibly young, he's still young-ish yeah. on, on the younger side, especially experience-wise. Yeah, you know, no, fair enough. Um, So, uh, speaking of experience... Bob Leonard Doozy's article. Yeah. You want to break that down? Well, while I get he's, he's said this on a number of occasions, right? That he wants us to be in the mold of Ajax. Ajax is the name that comes up most, although in the latest article, I think it was on AFTN, uh, it was Leon. But basically... It could come across as you really just want to be an academy for European clubs. It could be read that way, you know? Just develop and sell, make your money that way. And I don't think that's necessarily the goal, but it's going to be tougher to draw veteran players to the team if you're not going to be going four cups exactly. at least once in a while. Yeah. You'll you'll do a good job of drawing young talented players, which is good because that's entertaining for us. It is entertaining. It will be, yeah. But there comes a point where you want to win a championship and Vancouver is a market that loves a winning team. Yeah. So and Vancouver does like a competitive team, but they love a winning team and you got to have to win at some point if you want to get the love. Yeah. Well, um cuz the other thing that comes with being uh, you know, as entertaining as a young team will be they will also be incredibly frustrating. Yeah. And we are seeing that sort of rear its ugly head right now. Yeah, and while I like the idea, I don't necessarily... Because it's the reality of this league at this point. The This league is not the best league of the world. So 
No. If you develop young it talent. It never will be. It never... Well, with the money in the States, there may come a day... Uh, maybe, you know, maybe in 100 I, years. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like uh, in 50 to 100 years I somewhere. I feel like the, the legacy of some of the clubs in Europe... The Colorado Rapids are never going to live up to No, the, but there's there's know. enough money. Yeah, but the Colorado Colorado Rapids will just become like Sunderland or No, I, I understand. But I feel Crystal like Palace or where it's like, oh, there's that funny team in Colorado that yeah, plays against the like, LA Galaxy sometimes. Even if they get to that sort of level of prestige there's also then Sunderland Stoke City, those teams, they also, they just get more and more and more history. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like the, no, no, the I, European football empire but is going to be the, hard. Here's to the, here's the, no, no. It's going to be hard to knock down. But yep. you're going to, they're going to put themselves in the top five within 50 years. Yeah. Uh, just because, not, just by pure yeah, p- yeah. money, two, two reasons. Money. And then there's a lot of talented players. There's that American dream thing. So they're, yep. you know, no, that's, that, that, European that's players want to come experience the off. new world. Yep. South Americans want to come experience the American dream. Some no, no, that that's a generalization. Not all people have that pie in the sky idealization of the no, United yeah, States. Fair enough. But but no. there is that mentality in some circles, and and people want to experience it. If if nothing else, even if they don't believe in it, they kind of are curious about it and want to experience it. Yeah, that's well, it's a place where maybe they can make a bit more of a name for themselves. Where you know, as opposed to if they stayed in Brazil. Yeah, exactly. If they stayed, like name a player that plays in Brazil now. Exactly. Yeah, there was a guy I could remember, but now I forget. I mean, because he's playing in Malaysia now. Yeah, well, I mean, you heard of Neymar. Yeah. But now he's at Barcelona, right? There you go. Things like that. I don't really know how many even of the Brazilian national team players play in Brazil anymore. Like, Someone went back there recently, though, I thought. uh, Kaká went back on loan to... Right, he did, but he's here now. To Sao Paulo. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's what it was. Yeah. In in any case, and and we're seeing it now with, I mean, we we talked about this I think last time with some of the big names coming over, and while they're obviously not in the prime of their career, they're still in a part of their career where they are clearly good players because they're contributing on big teams on the big stage in Champions League. Yeah. Um, that being. Uh, Pirlo this last year. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Lampard helping City make a run at the title. Um, yeah, but I think part of that is it. It kind of well, these players come over here and they make an impact at these clubs as well. Yeah, it kind of speaks to the level of like the average level of play in you know in the league when Kaká, who's thirty four. Yeah is arguably well he's probably the second best player in the league yeah no at like the current, the, at the current moment no right? that that being that that being said don't don't get me wrong we're we're still below yeah but the level of play has definitely come up and and these guys obviously they're they're contributing in england yep they're top level contributors here yeah and it makes sense because like i said we're not at that level yet but the gap no, is no. closing. It is. It is. And um, there's still there's still a really low end at MLS as well, though. There, yes, yeah, there like definitely there, is. The bottom end at MLS is well below anything in the Premier League. And um, I I don't know. Do you think the money in the states is ever going to be able to compete with the money in Europe, though? Well, in some cities, it obviously is because otherwise, Giovinco and Kaká and the Via and those guys wouldn't be here. Oh, I I think the reason that they're here is because we're willing to pay them money, but they're also going to get endorsement you know, deals. Endorsement deals, but they're also gonna, we're willing to pay them money because they're going to bring up the level of our team so much. Yeah. Whereas, no, but some of these guys were offered big deals in Europe too. <sighs> like, maybe not quite what here, but not that yeah. far off. I mean. You always hear that, and part of me wonders how much of that is the marketing machine going. Oh yeah, David B- Villa turned down you know fifteen million euro to you know play for yeah whatever Spanish team 
because but you know he wanted to come live in New York. He wanted to be part of the MLS and it's part of the branding. Of the it league. is part of the branding. And, then, and, and you know David Beckham's okay, but, people, but the fact that blew his okay, salary out of proportion, right? So it's not yeah. out of the question the thing, that though, maybe these people are bending the truth. Chicharito is in the conversation yeah. with Orlando. The fact that he's even in, like he's twenty seven. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's even in that conversation says something about the improvement of the league. Yeah, but I don't think Chicharito is even one of the top ten players in Europe. No, but I'm not talking about top ten players in Europe. We don't need to get the top ten players in Europe. No, we don't. But I mean, this is but what, well, I, I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah, is eventually, what I'm, what eventually I'm, you do if you want to be no, in that top. No, no, five it's true. But what I'm saying is here is position, like he's a pretty right? good player. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good player. So the gap is closing. That's all I'm saying. The the level of play in MLS is is coming up more and more, and and here's the other thing is. I'm wondering if the Whitecaps model, and I I like the idea of player development. Yep. But I feel like MLS's vision and the Whitecaps' vision kind of are at odds with each other. Yep. MLS, I think, aspires to be the top league. Yeah. Eventually, that that's the impression I get is they they want to be one of the top dogs and competing for the best players in the world. Yeah. They yeah they do. Are the Whitecaps going to be able to compete at all no. if that's what happens? No. Not unless, no. The The aspirations of the MLS are much bigger, I feel like, when the, the, than what the Whitecaps are. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it, um, it, Ajax, it works in the Dutch League because the Dutch League is not, they're clearly, they're a good league, but they're clearly not one of the top leagues in, in uh, exactly. the uh, world, right? Like the Dutch players they know, don't play in the Netherlands. Yeah, like um, they they develop good players and they sell them on to the bigger leagues. Now that's not to say there aren't some very good Dutch teams, but there's no great Dutch teams though. Yeah, no, there's no great ones. They're good ones. Yeah, but you're you're never gonna see them at that top end. And if MLS is aiming to have their teams be top flight teams in the world, yeah. Now that being said, the 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 flip side of that is, you know, perhaps eventually the Whitecaps are drawing much better players to their academy from the beginning, and that that could be, and and that would have yeah. to be the case because what I'm looking at right now is, it's as good as Kians and Bustos and a few other guys are coming out of the academy and stuff. If the level in the academy doesn't come up as well. It, I feel like MLS could it just does. outstrip the Whitecaps model. Fun thing I saw on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, Mark Weber was tweeting about it. Whitecaps to open an academy in London, Ontario. Love it. Uh, they're going to poach that is all fantastic. of the Ontario talent. Well, here's the thing. Because we, yeah. Toronto has made it very clear that they don't care about any of that. They're going to buy their way to the top. And anyone in their academy system right now is probably questioning, why am I even here? Because clearly, I'm never going to get to the, you know, maybe a couple years ago, you get a guy like Jonathan Osorio comes up. This is this is great, because there's this whole thing, too, where it's like people are upset that the Whitecaps aren't playing more Canadian players, and they're not yeah. doing enough for Team Canada. It's like, they're going to do a lot for Team Canada. They will. They're trying to do it the sustainable way. The way yep. where the team wins so that they keep making money. Because let's face it, if we just played a whole bunch of crappy Canadians and lost all the time, yeah, nobody's going to watch, nobody's going to care. The players aren't going to get any better because there's yeah. nobody there around them to help them elevate their level. It's like well, if you've and, got and, a and, and here's the thing. It's trendy to bitch about, uh, sorry, complain yep. about how there's no Canadians on the field. But at the end of the day, they're not good enough. If you're winning... People in Vancouver don't care. The other thing Sorry, is... Sorry, hey, Vancouver, you don't care. Stop pretending like well, you and, care. And here's the thing. I really want Canadian soccer to do well. I do too. I still don't care. But if watch watch the, watch the you know, the three Gold Cup games this year, and then tell me that you want 11 Canadians on the field in Vancouver representing you against Steven Gerrard nope, and don't want it. Robbie Keane. Here's the thing. I want the Canadians to get in there because they're good enough. Exactly. I want them to get to that level because I would love to be able to cheer for a bunch eleven Canadians on the field, but if it comes yeah. down to eleven Canadians that aren't good enough versus a bunch of other guys that are good, 
Exactly. I'd rather watch the guys well, that are good. Well, here's the thing. Russell Tybert featured in all three games for Canada at the Gold Should Cup. Should have started. Should have started all three Benito games. Benito Floro, what are you doing? That's a different issue. Caleb Clark is with the U23s at the Pan Am games right now. Yep. Um, I think he actually scored the other day against Brazil. Awesome. Um, Do you know the result of that game? I only caught a couple minutes of it. It was 3-1 when I stopped watching. Okay. Uh, was, was Jackson Farmer there as well? Uh, he there, he may have been. I, I think, know there were some guys that are like. I think there was a defender from the Caps. I think it was yeah, Jackson. Uh, like Hanson Bukai was there from FC Edmonton. Edmonton yeah. And, and no, I like think that, Jackson so. Farmer was there as well. So Whitecaps now then with an academy in Vancouver, obviously. Yeah. Uh, sea to Sky, which I'm assuming is Whistler or Squamish or something of the sort. Yeah. There's the uh, island. The island. They got Nanaimo and Victoria. They got Kamloops. They got one out in the Kootenays. Yep. Um, and then those these academies as well also sort o- of have Okanagan. Uh, the yeah, they've got Okanagan, and then they've got uh, their northern one in yeah. Prince George. Uh, they've got one in Saskatchewan. Yep, yeah, uh, yep, and one in Manitoba. That's right. They opened the yep, Manitoba. They opened the Manitoba. And, and here's so the thing: yeah, is so in now they're and I think the the announcement's going to come sometime this week about the the yeah the London one. The so. the other thing with that is they those. Those are kind of their regional center. They'll have a regional center, and then yeah. they'll also have smaller things that they run kind of a satellite outside of those as well. So, like, the Northern Academy is in Prince George, but I think they've got something set up where they're running some camps in Quinell for talent identification and stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, and then invite some of them back to Prince George. Um, the Saskatchewan one is, I think, the main thing is based in Regina... Um. Actually, no. I think they've got uh, one Sas- in Regina and Sas. No, they've got one in Regina and Saskatoon. Um. Kootenay. They've got uh Fernie, and then I. I'm not sure where the other two are. They've got kind of two. They got. They call it East and West. I can't remember where they okay. are. So, so yeah, really putting the the stamp on Canadian soccer, that like. Canadian talent. It's gonna be, which is good because like eventually you'd like to see. There's talented in, kids out there, and they, there are. And, the and you'd like to see in 20 years, there's one name that you think of when you think of like if I want to be a professional soccer player in Canada, I need to get to the Whitecaps Academy in whatever city I live in. Yeah, because they're the ones that are going to help me get to the top. Toronto FC doesn't care; they're going to keep on buying players with all the money that the Toronto Maple Leafs make them. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally you true. You laugh, but it's true. No, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm not laughing. It, 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 like, I'm laughing because it's so because true. Because it's so true. Like, it's just, yeah. it's... Um, uh, and, you know, Montreal Impact are like, we will take the French players, and then the one who is not French, we do not care about. And it, or Italian, we will also take the Italian people, too, but mostly the French. Yeah. I'm miming a cigarette in my hands right now as I do this, by the way. TFC has an academy-ish thing, but there's yeah. not. I well, can't P- find you know, much information on it. One of the best, one of the best, probably the best product to come out of the Whitecaps Academy. Russell Tybert originally was in the TFC Academy. Yep. Said this is garbage. I'm never going to go anywhere if I stay at this team. And, yeah. And uh, he's I yeah. first team minutes for Vancouver and well, uh, and the thing is, there are talented athletes in Canada. Yeah, there are lots of talented athletes. So if Whitecaps can put out all these feelers and eventually find that talent and develop it, you know, maybe, maybe we'll have some real gamers out of that. Yeah, well, that, that you know that's true, and and um, as long as you know Toronto is putting on an exciting product on the field, Vancouver's putting an exciting product on the field, and. Montreal has enough French people on their team that the people in Quebec care. Or at least Italians. Or at least Italians, because they're like the other French. I, there's, I think there's like a fairly large there's Italian contingent lot. in Montreal. There's a lot. I mean, Joey Saputo owns yeah. the Montreal Impact. Like, he's very Italian. Yeah. Um, so as long as, you know, Montreal and, and Toronto and Vancouver are entertaining putting on entertaining soccer it's gonna encourage more kids to want to play soccer with hockey getting more and more expensive to play yeah soccer ain't exactly cheap anymore though in all cases either no but i mean 
it's not it's cheaper it's cheaper i remember uh when one of my brothers was working at sport check one of the dads came in and basically let his kid buy you know whatever boots he wanted and all this and my brother was kind of like, "Wait, what? You, that's really expensive. He's, you know, he's just a kid. You know, he's gonna grow out of these." And the kid, dad, was just like, "I don't care. I just keep him happy. Keep him out of hockey because I can't <laughs> afford that." It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a fraction of the cost. Even if I have to buy him the most expensive boots every single year, it's still cheaper than all the hockey gear I need to keep him in every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's you know the unfortunate reality of hockey. Is it's getting more and more a, I, a rich man afford? I can't afford sticks now. Yeah, you, like yeah, it's hundred and fifty like, bucks a pop. Yeah, I remember your brother bragging about. I was like, oh, I got such a good deal on a stick, ninety five bucks. Yeah, I went and bought a used <laughs> hockey stick for eighty bucks. I bought a used hockey yeah. stick for eighty dollars. Yeah. Eh, why and, am I buying? And oh, how yes. long is that going to last you? Now, to be fair, that is a good stick. That was. Uh, I bought that. It was the when the Abbotsford Heat were around. Yeah. So I've actually got a couple seasons out of that one. Okay. Um, I don't playing men's league now. I don't unload with the shots like I used to. Right. Like I used to go through anywhere between ten and fourteen to fifteen sticks a year. Right. Um. Yeah. Don't. I can't afford that anymore. because <laughs> 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 that was that was back when you could still. And to be fair, the so you got to work on your hands a little bit. Well, just no, keep them softer. I had a. I was a point man, right? Power yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when you try and unload from the point, and I'm a pretty big guy, so you put a lot of weight on that lumber trying to unload a shot, and I snap a lot of sticks, needless yeah. to say. And uh, I can't afford to do that anymore. Plus, in men's no. league, you don't want to break ankles or nothing. I mean, used no. to drop guys no. you hit them in the shins and ankles and stuff and they drop you you don't want to do that because guys got to go to work yeah well uh, and you know so maybe this is a good thing for soccer then yeah All parents got to do is buy them a nice shiny pair of boots and pay a couple hundred bucks to get them registered and some plus i think you know, the community soccer I think, leagues i think white caps keep it pretty reasonable cost wise yeah um and i think in some cases it's even even free for the players if they're high enough caliber Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would assume that there's some sort of, you know, scholarship kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the, if the kid's talented and wants to play there, you make it happen. Because yeah, but yeah, you go on the Whitecaps website. And it's pretty, pretty extensive, um, youth programs and stuff like that. And uh, I think they, the U16 team lost in a heartbreaker too, eh? We I don't know yeah, if we talked about uh, that. No, I saw the highlights I, though. It, it, yeah, L- rough. Lost in uh, on PKs at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, I think it was three three at the end of the game, but uh, it was entertaining. I yeah. I'm gonna have to get up to watch one of those games next year. Yeah, um, hopefully we see the some of those kids moving on up to you know, Whitecaps two. Yeah, Whitecaps uh, two been going on a bit of a tear. They won the last three, two. Is it three? Uh, it may have been three. Definitely last two, and they're gearing up to go again this weekend. Awesome. Um, so that's good to Apparently see. Apparently Blasco's been looking really good lately. Yeah, he put in a couple the other night. To Yeah, he put in two in the second half to win it for him uh, two games ago, and then I think he put in one. Him and Tyler Rosenland scored to beat the Timbers, which is nice. Yeah, Rosenland, Rose, Rosenland, 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 Rosenland. I don't. I don't know. It, in okay. any case, he was uh, named a team of the week for USL. So oh, that's good. Scored a beauty of a goal. He's a bit. Of, he's a bit of a veteran in that league, though. He's not. He is. Uh, he played for Rochester yeah, for a while. He. And stuff. Ca- I think he captained Rochester as well. Yeah. So he's. Uh, you know, he might get. He's like twenty eight. He I might think. get a run out at some point, but I'm not expecting. Um. Oh, you're talking about the first, it. the first team? Yeah, mm. I'm not expecting him necessarily to ever get one, or if he does, it'll be no. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he's the kind of player that, like, I don't know how many of these players they're actually looking to bring into their first team. Well, especially this year, it, the team felt kind of haphazard, slapped together. It was more to get playing yeah. time for guys yeah. like uh, Caleb Clark, exactly. uh, Marco Carducci. Um, although I think Victor Blasco was probably a nice find. Uh, yeah, he might be one that they might want to look at later on down the road. Um, but I don't know how many guys there. There might be the odd guy they give a run out though in in Champions League just as a yeah. 
because I think it's it's kind of one of these these things where it's like they want to their main priority is to get minutes for guys like Clark, Bustos, yeah. Froze, Carducci, they, and rehabbing guys like know, Diego reha- got some gays yeah, there. Yeah, rehabbing guys. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. Getting some minutes for some of the guys that aren't playing, like Earnshaw's played there once or twice as well, uh, and and Mesquita and those and Flores and a lot of those guys. Uh, priority two would be keeping players like uh, uh, Jackson Farmer, uh, Perot. Yeah, is he still on the? Well, and Atacube as Atacube, well. Yeah, well, Atacube is on the MLS contract, but uh, oh, keeping them you, keeping uh, contract the, wise, you're talking. Keeping yeah, con- them in the white cap. Keeping system, them in the white cap system. Yeah, yeah, contract okay. wise, if they turn into something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I good. See that that's nice. If they don't turn into anything, well, you had them on your USL squad. You had them on your USL squad. You didn't spend a lot of money on them. No harm, no foul, kind of thing. Yeah, that seemed like priority two. And then I think priority three would be we got a guy on our on our USL squad who's you know actually really good. Maybe you want to give him a you know he starts training with the first team and then maybe you give him a run out in some other competitions. Yeah, Canadian Championship, those kind of things. Um. And and maybe, I think one day we might see some guy you know signed to a USL exclusive contract that works his way up to an MLS contract. I'm sure we will someday. That'll be something that happens someday. But I, I, I think it's a couple years down the road. Victor Blasco, I think, would be the top player on the In team right now. Right yep. now, you know, on the team, uh, with maybe Brett Levi is a number two. Yeah, he's been a pleasant surprise this year. I knew nothing about him, and every time I've seen him, he looks dangerous. Yeah, so I think that's kind of how how I see the the purpose of the team. Right, is not necessarily. To I'm looking f- forward to, to find s- players, yeah. but I'm looking forward to happen. seeing some of these guys though. Um, Champions League, because I think we might see like Caleb Clark or something yeah. like that. And if uh, yeah, Caleb Clark and those the guys on MLS contracts, I think definitely we we be yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think we'll 18. see anyone else, but um, but yeah. you know maybe not this year for Canadian Championship final, but maybe you know next year. No, Auto, I, Ottawa think, Fury, I think I think right now, like let's FC let's Edmonton. make sure we win the yeah. Canadian Championship, yeah. and so we have these games you next con- year. You want to continue to get Champions League games, you can continue yeah. to you know if you're gonna. You, who knows? Maybe you luck out like Montreal. You make a cup run. If not, you get three games or sorry, six games, I guess, right? Because you get three home, three away. Yeah. So, uh, or no, four games. Are they groups of three? Yeah, they're groups yeah. of three. Sorry, four yeah. games. Uh, two home, two away. And you know, guaranteed four games played for your some of your you know fringe players you can get them in there and if you continue to win that competition each year it's you know four games that you don't have to necessarily try your hardest at you can use it to develop players because honestly winning the CONCACAF Champions League while it would be nice is not really a top priority for I don't feel like it's a top priority for the club certainly not a top priority for the fans I know from my point of view I couldn't really care less about doing that if we get if, you know here's the if thing we get a bit of a deep thing, cup though. run it's here's fun. the thing it's though. fun to watch no, right? here's the thing though remember Vancouver loves a winning team if you tell Vancouver fans true that enough, they've now enough, just yeah. won the title for all of Concacaf which includes a beating America they're gonna say what the hell's Concacaf they're gonna be like I don't know what the hell that is but we won let's party yeah and then. Yeah, some cars will get flipped. Yeah. Garbage cans set on fire. It'll be a good time. Um, They'll be like, let's go to the Blarney Stone. Yeah, the Blarney Stone will be insane that night. You know, they're going to get super Irish down there. And then on, you know, we're going to go to Club World Cup. We're going to get whooped by, you know, Chelsea and Santos. Yeah, but here's the thing. And then they're like, these teams suck. They can't even beat. Some Brazilian team. Here's the thing. No, no. What you do is you really hype the CONCACAF Champions League he's, and then just totally downplay Club World bury Cup. Club World Cup. I, that, I think that's what most teams do. They just bury it. Leonard Babaduzzi, if you're listening to this. Some marketing for you here. Yeah. Also, 
New nickname. Vancouver. Van- new nickname for you. Leonard Baba Doozy. Leonard Baba Doozy. Seriously. Think about it. I, it's just a thought, right? Because Vancouver fans would buy in to winning something like that. Totally. Also, if you are listening, tweet at us. We want to know. Yeah. Um... We went way longer than we expected to go. We're at uh, an hour. So Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick rundown. Next week, Portland Timbers, Saturday, July 18th. Yep. 7.30 pray, pray p.m. Hard, Pacific guys. time. Pray hard, guys. Predictions. We only predict the lineup, just the score. Uh, 2-1 Portland. White Camps run rampant and take it 4-1. All right. This is before or after pigs fly. Same time. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, that's it for this week. For all your white caps information needs, stick tuned to our Twitter feed. And it, if anything happens, we may tweet about it, but probably not. Because we'll be won't. the last people to you know. You should give me the Twitter account information so that I can log in and tweet from it. I think I gave it to you. You probably did, but I lost it if I drew it. Do you want me to give it to you on air or off air? Give it to me off air. Okay, cool. 